Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for dropping on by and taking time to listen to this episode and my podcast episodes generally. I really appreciate you uh, listening. So today I have with me Rob Beers and Rob and I have known each other for quite some time now but I'm going to hand over to him so he can introduce himself fully and then we can uh, dig in and get on with the chat so over to you Rob. Thank you Sarah. Uh, Where shall I start? Uh, My name's Rob Beers. I'm an England Athletics event performance coach. Uh, I've been running about 12 years. I've been a run leading for about 10 years. I've been a coach for about eight years Um, I'm one of the most decorated and successful coaches in the East Midlands. One time I had the biggest club for recreational running in the UK. The most important thing for me is to get as many people out there and running as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you do in in a very different way, really, don't you, Rob? Because, I mean, obviously you are really passionate about uh, getting people out and running and running correctly as well, as I have discovered since I've been working with Rob, because I was um, what was affectionately known as a, a heel striker, doing tarmac slapping, as Rob likes to call it. And um, really, although I had started to embrace some trail running myself, um, we've been doing a lot more running together and Rob's been sort of teaching me how to, to run correctly. So that's really part of your passion, as well as trail running and, of course, the, the marvellous head torch running and sort of culvert running as well so come on in Rob expand further into sort of this area of what you actually do okay so uh, as a coach it will be not about just getting you running for a certain amount of time as as the very popular couch to 5k app will do it's about not getting you injured because having taught couch to 5k for so many years the amount of people who will drop off by week seven is absolutely tremendous most of that is through injury so getting people to run actually technically right is of the utmost importance because that, that time on the bench, which any runner will tell you, is the time when heads start going down. It can be very, very depressing for, for runners. So the less time I, I, you can spend on the, on the bench, the better. And that can all be done by running more technically perfect. You know, when you're sort of talking about sort of technically perfect running, so how would you describe a technically perfect runner's way to run what what is the sort of the ideal format how you know if you were to describe it quite simply this should really be on England Athletics first page when you go in but uh, unfortunately it isn't so basically it will be what we know as a triple extension it will be the uh, high hips dorsiflex foot and uh, bent knee right 90 degrees so I was going to say just for dorsiflex I mean it took me a while from yoga actually to learn what dorsiflex was and then actually at the time um, Darcy Bustle was on Strictly Come Dancing. So I used to say, well, the opposite way was a, a Darcy flex. <laughs> but a Darcy flex is the foot at a 45 degree angle. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah with the toes pull, pulled back and making sure that you're landing underneath the, the hip, ideally uh, in a midfoot or forefoot strike. With every time. It does get quite technical, the intricacies, but it can be quite interesting. So it's sort of being that balance. And I know from the running that we've done together, I mean, I used to be that heel striker. That one, that, funnily enough and strangely enough, is actually photographed so often on the front of these running magazines, which is really quite bizarre because you're talking about running magazines and obviously you just mentioned England Athletics. But whenever you see 
brochures and magazines, you've always got this sort of archetypal person running with their foot dorsiflexed, but going to go down and land on it on, on the, the heel. On the heel. And which, as you yeah. said to me, that is a, a braking motion. So that's not good for the body, is it? It's absolutely awful for the body. And nobody wants then the long-term effects are... It could be under the knife, but, but, but short, short-term effects are uh, things like bursitis, back pain, hip pain, ankle pain, because the body is basically out of alignment. Basically, every time your foot hits the ground, there's two and a half times your body weight, at least. Some people will say it's four times. So if you think about landing on bone at two and a half times your body weight every time, rather than that lovely pad, what's the effects on that? The, the shock and shudder on your body is, is going to be massive. The other point that... Um, it's something that makes me laugh because obviously you point it out and my partner Gareth points it out as well, is people that box when they run. Yes, uh, crossing, the, crossing the body. Um, I was always told about the invisible zip, which you shouldn't cross. Um, but yeah, people doing very much like a hornpipe type motion with the hands. Uh, where where should the hands be? The hands are usually best, I find. I usually teach in and out of the pocket, so they're not crossing that's not actually in the pocket, but you no, know. but they're sort of going down to the, sort of the side of the leg yes. and sort of going in and out of the pocket, in and out of the pocket. Because as you said to me, when you are swinging your body, you're using excess, your energy, excess in the wrong, energy, yes, in the wrong in the wrong place. So yes, I mean, I've I've been since Rob's taught me better better running style and we go out and do a lot of trailing because that's another passion of yours isn't it really yes. sort of getting people out and why, teaching why them why would you running. want to make running any harder than it is but <laughs> well i see what i like about trail running the fact that you get all these lovely natural breaks and opportunities to take photographs and quite often jump on and do a bit of a facebook live um but you you take people off and you do a huge amount of history when you're going out running as well don't you because you're so knowledgeable about the local landscape and further afield as well but you you take a real interest interest in what is in the what is not just in nature but what's been there before because there's so much history particularly obviously as we are in the UK that's there's so much history to our our country I was taken out by my parents as a child everywhere and in, encouraged to ask questions if not I was told things and a lot does stay in there so if you feel going somewhere new, isn't isn't it nice to learn something about you know why why this reservoir was was here or what that mound used to be an ancient castle or something? I just think it just makes the journey of going out somewhere just a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and there's, there's, there is I say so so much history. I mean, we were only out the other day, and you were sort of, you'd obviously been doing some research into a post that you were going to write for social media, and you were saying, "Well, did you know there'd been a sort of prisoner of war camp in in a local village?" And it's it's things like that that, that the history, as time and years go by, you you lose that information because the stories get lost, and it's just not available information. I mean, that's just one one thing, but you, there's all sorts of information and history i mean you you were out in derby was it where was it just recently and there was a disused watermill and it's just oh Hunt, huntingdonshire yes yes yeah uh, and fotheringhay castle which is birthplace of richard iii execution place of mary queen of scots yeah so so much history you but you share this with the people that you take out running don't you oh absolutely yeah absolutely my, my job is to inspire people about outside i don't you say i don't know what sort of jobs they often do in the week. So it could be that they, they hate their jobs or they don't like that part of their life. So coming out is um, almost that fantasy world, I think. You know, take people away from their normal life. Yeah, but it's it's so 
good for the soul because quite often when we go out running and it's first thing in the morning, isn't it? And it's at daybreak and it's just magical. And I'm sure Rob must <laughs> actually get fed up for me going, oh, I need to take a photograph of this guy. It's beautiful. Oh, oh, look at this. <laughs> but at the same point, I, I noticed that every time you're in your car, I bet you when every time you see a yellow footpath post, you go, where does that go then? Yes. You must do now. Oh, well, yes. We I all mean, do now. I mean, that's lo- is that, I think that's quite... Um, unique to sort of the more the Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire area, isn't it? The Yellow Way marker is that? I believe that Leicestershire's got the best in 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 the whole of the UK for for uh, way markers. They all look at Leicestershire to be to be like them. Because mm-hmm. I say went to Huntingdonshire the other day and it was it was terrible. Thank goodness for Garmin watches. Yes, I was going to say because I mean I've been out previously um, in areas on runs and walk. Well, in fact, I was cycling going cross country and my partner was Gareth was um, he was running. But we were struggling to find the the way markers because I think it had been during the sort of the lockdown time. I don't think people had been the farmers had been out or clearing the way. It's like, well, where on earth? Where where are we? Where are we going? And actually, if it is made easier, you know, you can make your way across the you know the footpaths as they're meant meant to be. But I also wanted to touch on your other passion. Well, Rob is known locally as the Culvert King. He lo- <laughs> he loves taking he loves taking his sort of outward bound runners on journeys through tunnels which are wet with dark <laughs> with head torches on amongst other things do share us with us the magic of the culvert and what a culvert actually is and where your favorite culverts are and which ones you like and which ones you don't i have to be careful because um <laughs> that they are often on private private land so i have to be so careful we'll talk about yes <laughs> we'll talk about the ones that are um, available in public arenas, Rob. <laughs> uh, well, well, culverts are simply to let a stream through through to the other side of, say, a road or something um, without a bridge being there. Um, culverts, um, basically, the ones I I really interested in are the ones with uh, old train bridges, mm-hmm. etc. Because they're often Vic- Victorian engineering. So what happened was I was running for a Melton Club. Uh, at the time, Melton Mowbray, and they used to take us what used to be through Sculford Tunnel, which is now sadly, for reasons unknown, been been shut up. And we'd put our head torches on and go through at night, and it was great. And we'd be whooping and and all sorts. <laughs> was it echoing by the chance? Echo, was, echo, echo. <laughs> it, it was a bit scary. Oh right, the first time you you go through, and you know you oh there's a troll lives in here, and <laughs> um, especially when there was chicken cages at the end, which Ooh, yeah you know, yes, so we could make a pause. Were you going through it at night at the time? At on night, this one? yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> so there's a great amount of adventure. Um, we should never lose that 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 feeling of adventure in ourselves, no matter how old we are. And it got me running more that way and seeing what was left of this old railway. And hence, as a point, I started looking online. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as from from there, I started finding that there was a lot more to look with with regards to old train tunnels. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well. I'm I'm really into this. I'd like to go and see where this train and tunnel is. Oh, what's this culvert and this water? I'm I'm never scared of going through water. So I started looking at this forum. Uh, um, okay, let's go and check that out. Let's go and check that out. So now I can be found going through some of these strange tunnels and cul- culverts <laughs> occasionally um, on, on land, which I'm probably not supposed to. Well, you get lost, don't you, sometimes? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. I mean, sometimes the Garmin watch lets you down, doesn't yeah, it, yeah, Rob? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's and you so, know that so. the culvert is going to take you to where you want to get to. So sometimes you need to just sort of do a diversion and go, thank you so much. 
um, I, I now know where I am. It's very, very much fun to be wading through, through something knee-high of water, thinking that it was built by Isengard, Kingdom Brunel. There is a historical side to it as yes, well. Yes, yeah, the... well, I was going to allude to that, yes, because obviously it's going to tick those boxes, isn't it? Is We've got adventure, we've got history, we've got running, we've got water. But it is, and that that's the point of it, isn't it? That being outdoors, that running, being in... in you know, going through the trails, going through the tunnels, going through, just observing and being completely, you know, in awe of what's around you and seeing what's there and understanding the history. It's a completely different experience to sticking on a pair of trainers and, and running on tarmac, which is which is what I have to say I've done for years. And I just used to do circuits of the of my local village. And now, you know, exploring and seeing so many different parts of countryside on my doorstep that you just don't see unless you take that time to go off track and the beauty of running of course is that you 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 cover more country in a shorter space of time absolutely i've as again i i'll go back to the guy who works on a production line and he's got a really boring job all week it's it's paid the bills but it's he's not happy with it and then he's suddenly coming off the top of snowden at full pelt and he said i'm alive yeah I'm, I'm alive here you know this is what it means to be alive not not the job i'm doing uh, it's got massive, you massively gratitude, mm. which, which you get from that. I'm, I'm always over in Derbyshire, uh, in in the lovely Loughborough Hills, throughout my local area, exploring. Yeah, you must do actually clock up a huge amount of miles through your running because you're forever out, either taking groups. You've got your five to couch to five k. You've been doing introduction to trail running. You've got your learn to run groups. You've got the uh, you know a network of people that you take out on organised runs on a regular basis, and obviously coming up will be sort of running clubs and things like that, that you're going to set up because it's really only been in the last what sort of 12 to 18 months really yeah, that you've yeah. been putting all your energies into this because obviously previously you, you had been working but because of events that sort of happened and transpired you are now in this position where you are really focusing on your passion which is running and then supporting other people i now i'm a self-employed coach so best job in the world yeah best job in the world so my job is making people's lives the very best person that they can be so how much more rewarding could that I'm, I'm happy to work 24 7 Sarah yes um if someone <laughs> said I need to you know I want some help with my running at three o'clock in the morning I, I would be there tell us a little bit more about Laura she's a great case study Laura was basically looking after the kids yeah um, and that was it no interest started running at couch to 5k um was still smoking really she was still smoking oh, wow. uh, till, till quite a way in um Started listening a bit more mm-hmm. to the, the advice I had about running better and stuff. Quickly dropped four stone. That's incredible. That's amazing. But the, uh, a, a speed is, is terrific now. A coordination is terrific. Um, the real beauty is that the husband and the kids are now all eating really healthy meals and the kids are doing part run and volunteering at Park Run as well. Oh, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, but you've got lots of stories like that of people that you've you've been sort of training with and running with and sort of encouraging. And I mean, just recently you've had Joe, haven't you? I know who's um, who's a ballerina who'd never run before and you've suddenly had her doing sort of half marathon distance. It's, it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's believing in those people. Mm-hmm. It's believing in... It's not putting barriers on yourself. It's moving forward and telling people what they can do rather than what they can't. I think there's... Um, especially in, in in employment there's a lot of you can't do this you can't do this you'll never do this it's about empowering people i think if we've got behind people a lot more 
generally in the country that we'd produce more, we'd be we'd be better throughout. But it's it, I mean just for well being alone to actually get out there, whether you, be it whether you want to run or you want to walk, but actually being out in nature, getting that fresh air, getting that exercise, getting that movement on a regular basis and sort of embrace that we've already mentioned, sort of starting the day. I mean, we go out at 7.30 in the yeah. morning and it is really sort of daybreak at the moment. It's it's a magical time to actually be outdoors. I mean, and sometimes you get, it's the best of, it's the, best of the day. Suddenly, you know, you've got this beautiful sky. In fact, it was the only in the morning. We've got a red sky, blue sky, and it's just magnificent. And then you've just... Oh, it just fills you full of wonderment, and it's what a great feeling, what a great way, and how good for your mental health and your well-being overall. I think it, I think it's changing um, attitudes of people mm-hmm. to, to to do that. Um, uh, one of the things I'd be interested in is um, I think obesity is a big problem at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and and how we talk about it and having those decisions. I think trail running might be the answer there. Yeah, um, where they're not feeling judged by the cars. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because you, you're, you're away from the cars and actually there's an awful lot of people that it's quite concerning with runners. And any runners that are listening, I would like to pass on some top tips that I've got from Rob and from Gary as well about running. If you are running and you use the road, run into the traffic, not with the traffic behind you. And um, it's always best not to really run with earphones in because you can't hear the traffic that's coming either either and you're not aware you're not really aware but I know a lot of people do like to run with earphones but but just a case in point I was out driving the night and I was going through a local village at 30 miles an hour but there's a guy running in the road wearing black got earphones in and he and I was driving up behind him and it wasn't until I'd overtaken him at a safe distance of course (laughs) but then he moved from the road to the pavement now I know pavements have got a horrible camber on them um, but equally so there was the pavement was free, but he wasn't aware because he'd got earphones in that a traf- that I was coming up behind him, and I'm more aware. But it's what are you? What is your advice really for runners generally in that respect? Be seen, mm. be seen. I mean, it's especially the Christmas months. Um, everybody's got their their eye um, on on Christmas and New Year, and and I've I've seen so many near misses. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've not been involved in any, but. Uh, just be seen, be aware of what, what, what most of us do. How did you actually get into running yourself? Was it from when you were a child with your parents or what was it that led you to running yourself? I was a cyclist okay. and um, it was, you know, it was getting too windy where I was living. So I sort of put on some really cheap kit, mm-hmm. close the door, which is the hardest thing I must say for any runner. It's the first time you close that door behind you. Went running for a mile around the block and came back looking like a sweaty mess. Which <laughs> well, uh, is always good with running. Which is you always, always know good. you've had yeah, a good run yeah. if you come back a sweaty uh, mess. Just carry on. Nobody should start running thinking they can run a marathon. It's hard enough to run to the end of the road for week one. Mm-hmm. It's the most rewarding. It definitely is the most rewarding. So you just have to keep keep at it. Build up. Run a bit further. Run a bit further. If you've got somebody to come with you, even better. Uh, I, I, I did it for my mental health. Yeah. Because I was I was at home, I wasn't doing enough, yet concerned about your weight, so I, I had to do something, so I thought running. Unbeknownst to I think a lot of people, you've, you've had other sporting successes in your past, haven't you? Other accolades and other strings to your bow, so be careful, because 
You've heard of Kong Kong Fooey? Well, you might have done. It's a cartoon from the 70s. Hong Kong Fooey. Go on then. Enlighten us. <laughs> oh, it was, a, I mean, it was a very, very long time ago. I don't want to say a previous life. I was, you know, English champion and British champion in Taekwondo. But that was an awful long time no, ago. No, but it's still amazing that you did that. I mean, did you do it from a child? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it gave me uh, an, an amazing... Um, amount of flexibility doing it mm. and um, it taught me a lot about respect and looking after yourself yeah. and, and, and things like that uh, as, as well as uh, the, all the brilliant people I met at the time yeah gosh I mean that how long did you do it for till about 17 or something by that time you, you get interested in other things and you like and girls you, you mean girls and, <laughs> and, and you're also an angry young man at that time oh, yes. so I, I, wanna, I want to yeah yes so I, I, I gave it up then so you had all of that sort of so I mean I think we, we well we haven't mentioned actually, but you. <laughs> what, what I haven't mentioned is it was a, it's all the years of nightclubs and smoking. Oh uh, gosh, uh, really? Very heavy smoker, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! You see now, you know, knowing you now, I wouldn't have put you down as a smoker at all. So oh, you yeah. were a smoker too. Oh yeah, I was. I, I was mo- motley crew on legs. I oh was, my gosh! I was absolutely always out down the rock clubs and everything. <laughs> yeah, ter- terrible. Rob still channels his rock god because he has got his long hair and a ponytail, and he's still got that sort of rock. God God channeled, oh, haven't you, Rob? Haven't seen me in, in my leather gear I when I go Oh, out. no, I haven't seen him in running. He's <laughs> usually shorts on a very cold day, I have to say. I'm going, good grief, you're making me feel cold just looking at you, lad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, actually, that brings us nicely on to one of your... Uh, you've got a really great short phrase for what you're going to be doing and channeling moving forward. It's, it's sort of a, a subtitle to Rob Beer's coaching and fitness it's, you've, you've got this area that you're going to move into and I just love it because it's a great phrase that's the word I do like it when it comes to me eventually <laughs> oh uh, mud, mud sweat and beers mud sweat and beers I think that is just brilliant that phrase sort of spells you spells it up and sums it up I should say sums it up beautifully Rob definitely definitely so I'll be looking at um, doing some stuff with, with Mud, sweat and beers, which will be running related, um, accompanied by some rather heavy music as well. Yes, yes. We've discussed this. Rob's looking at moving into the world of perhaps TikTok and Reels on Instagram and actually creating ranges of activities for training sessions in short bursts but to some heavy metal music. So <laughs> watch out, <laughs> watch out for when that comes. <laughs> but it, it's great though, the whole phrase, because it really does sort of sum you up with, whenever you go out with Rob, you end up invariably covered in mud because it's usually going, it's, it's trail running as a rule of thumb and you get very, very sweaty and you're with Rob beers, hence the beers. So it's not that you are juggling beer whilst you are running. And there's not usually any dr- beer drunk at the end, but you've got plenty of mud well, and sweat. Well, I haven't got you to the fell races yet. Oh, so, okay. So there's always, that's customary to have a beer after one oh, of those. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> frowned upon if not going. <laughs> I mean, that brings us on to something else, doesn't it? I mean, obviously, we've, we've been talking about this ourselves um, over the last few weeks because I sort of run, run regularly with Rob and train with him uh, about the races. And as I say, for me... I've not really been anybody that's gone out and done races. I'm a passionate part runner because um, I discovered that about three years ago and just love that to bits. But I've never been somebody to enter races aside from three half marathons, which um, <laughs> as I've got older, they've got slower. That's another story. But we've been discussing the fact that a lot of the races have been cancelled because of all the sort of red tape and the legalities that have been involved. But 
you know, as I've said to you, I think it's opening up a window of opportunity for another way of looking at things and perhaps creating something different, which perhaps brings us back to the trails. Yes, uh, I'd I'd like to to think so. I do see a few more starting to come back sort of now, Mm -hmm. uh, but we seem to have lost an awful lot of events which have previously been on. And and the knock-on effect is that a lot of charity money's lost and a lot of people who would do these events aren't aren't doing them so that's participation numbers and we talk about having a healthier nation well it means getting people participating mm-hmm. also the pandemics made a lot of people think well am i as fit as i uh, as i was and why, why do i have to not every event has to be about winning it and going out for a pb i think we, we part run really works in the effect that you can yeah. just go out and and have a jog around with mates rather than have to go for a pb every week no the part run is <coughs> is is and has been amazing for that. I mean, I'm going to be um, recording a podcast with Eileen Jones, who has written a book about sort of how Parkrun has changed our lives. And it's been really interesting. I'm sort of halfway through reading it at the moment. And it's it's really interesting because it's a lot of the things that I'd sensed myself. But when you actually read read a book that's sort of quoting all the sort of figures and the stats and things like that. And it is, it's just been an, such an incredible phenomenon that's been sort of created because you yeah there are the people that want to go out there and and run it and race it because they are they are runners and racers and they want to sort of test themselves on a saturday morning but equally so there's you know it's like the likes of myself i believe the amount of people pushing a lot the walk inside i believe yeah no absolutely yeah because they've got the tail walker at the end so it you know nobody will ever be last because the tail walker will be the last person to finish and it is it's just about getting out there and moving and taking part and actually, you know, the volunteering side of it as well, that's a massive community in Very, itself. very proud, Sarah, how well you've done the volunteering. Oh, thank you very much. I've only done two, but it's just, do you know what? The feel-good factor from cheering people along who are running or walking, doing it with children, doing it with a dog, you know, whatever they're, however they're doing the park run. I mean, it's just brilliant. I mean, I was talking to a chap uh, the last time I volunteered and he was having a bit of a chunter actually because he was, he was, he'd got to the point where he was walking and he had been running some of it. He said, oh, I've just overtaken three women. So then they've just disappeared off into the car park. What he meant was they hadn't finished. I don't know why. They obviously had their reasons for not finishing. But I think he'd been pushing himself to get past them, was proud of himself for getting past them because actually he was coming back from having had I think he said he'd broken his neck or something like that. And I said, oh, my gosh, you, you know, you're doing so, so well. And it's about that taking part. For me, you know, you, you clock up your number of visits, the number of times you've been, which which park runs you've been to. Your park run app has got all sorts of challenges on it, hasn't oh, it? Oh, yes. The park run app is, well, there's a part I've got, um, I've downloaded um, a 5K app that brings in all the information from um, park run stats and there are so many different things that you can do you can do the alphabet so you do a park run which is start with every letter of the alphabet you can do a park run um, they've got 1 to 99 so it doesn't matter whether it's 214 the 14 counts or the, and you have to build up this this um, grid so you've done a park run of every number between 1 and 99 um, you've got the seven c's and an hour so you've got <laughs> you've got so you've got to have done seven part runs beginning with the letter c and one beginning with the letter r so <laughs> it's all sorts of you know wildly just amusing things and it there's just say there's just so many different things and so many different levels of achievement and I say the feel good factor from just volunteering alone sets you on a high for the day probably actually more so than having completed the part run if i'm brutally honest because you are 
as you are cheering people along, you are cheering yourself at the same time because your subconscious hears all that support and that positivity and that sort of upbeat energy. And you're like, yay. <laughs> so yeah, volunteer, run, walk, do it. But then, you know, from there, that you know, and this is where you can you come in, isn't it? You can train people up to go beyond that because the, the park run is something that quite often just gets people started from that walking to sort of starting to run to then wanting to do more. Oh, uh, absolutely. There's uh, there's the Race for Life, which is a brilliant one at 5K, going up to the 5 miles, the 10Ks, the 10 miles, the half marathon. You've, you've got to be, or better say, obstacle running, fell running, cross-country trail running. Uh, it's not all about speed. It's not all about how long you can go. They're, running has a place for absolutely everybody, in my opinion. Yeah, and we, you know, I was just about to say it doesn't need to cost anything because I... I used to be members of gym and I hate with a passion going on a treadmill just like oh god I'd rather be outdoors and I like the fact that you leave the front door you start your run unless you've driven somewhere obviously to start the run but there's not this sort of driving there parking up going into the changing rooms getting changed doing your thing in the gym where it's all noisy coming back getting showered going to have your coffee um, and then getting in the car you know you can lose three hours just going for an hour at the gym just by the sort of travel time, the change time and things like that. Whereas with a run from the front door, I don't say regardless unless you've driven somewhere, you've got, you, you, you're straight on it. You're straight out there. You're doing it. And, you know, yes, you can buy expensive trainers. You can buy expensive kit. But actually, you know, with the wonders that are sort of eBay and Facebook Marketplace and selling and swapping pages, you can pick up some great stuff that people have bought that, it's too big it's too small it no longer fits they've changed their mind that hasn't been used and you can really you know get the, some dare, great bargains dare i say that the, some of the budget makes are some of the best yeah uh, best running stuff of the lot yeah what uh, would you uh, recommend then rob if anybody's starting out um i like the high estate stuff which is uh through sportshoes.com oh okay i think it's very very good material uh it's mm-hmm. very reasonable um more mile um very good on the shoes um, mm-hmm. I have had their tops and everything, but I'm really impressed with the shoes. Carrymore's not too bad, even the Sports Direct stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know we all smile at Sports Direct, but it's the Carrymore stuff's been around for absolutely years. Yeah, and there's reg- no, regatta. Is regatta much of a regatta's r- a little bit more expensive? Yeah. But it's, it's okay. What about decathlon and the likes of that? Yeah, the only problem with decathlon, I, I find that the sizing's a bit off with the clothing, mm-hmm. but the trainers are yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, I have to say a lot of the stuff that, a lot of my gear I've had over the years, I've, I mean, I, I like to buy brand new stuff, don't get me wrong, but I've picked up some amazing, amazing deals in charity shops. I'm not proud. And I've, I say secondhand shoes that people have bought, run in twice and gone, do you know what? I don't like trail running. I'm not, and I say I've got. Some of the last year's stuff from, yeah. from, from the, the previous model types of like M&M Direct, you can get Adidas for a third of a price. Yeah. shoes for, for a third of the price of the year before so there's always ways of doing it and you can oh, do absolutely. it on a budget absolutely so i mean we've covered a lot of ground but you know this is the um, happiness harnessing happiness podcast of course rob so what makes you a happy person don't tell well, me well running <laughs> well yes it, it is it is absolutely it's running um it's great. It's great to get them PBs, mm. the endorphins. You go for a run, you come back, the endorphins are flowing and you come back and you start, you know, doing your knicker drawer or whatever. Because <laughs> <you're>, you <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, your leather trousers and your uh, yeah, yeah, you, and you your, start doing your all leather those, jacket get draw. You, you come <laughs> back and 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 you do all those jobs which you normally wouldn't do because you, you're enthused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same point, I'm enthused by everybody I work with. Um, satisfaction and went oh Rob you know I've just got my PB or, or I ran so well tonight I didn't think I had the energy after such a hard day at work that's the satisfaction in it other people's um, satisfaction is my satisfaction yeah because I mean you, you get so many notifications don't you with the, the you know the, the, the people that you work with and you hear from and it's just like you it's pinging all the time isn't it at the moment oh it's absolutely <laughs> at the time yeah you do this running and so that has helped you overcome challenging situations in your in your life I guess as yes, well yes yeah, yeah. I, I've been um, under secondary mental health care for 22 years so wow. um, no pill has ever been as good as running Gosh, that's good recommendation. Um, that is, um, I know the figures out there is getting nearer to one in three all the time towards people who who are suffering. I've never found it so good. Yeah, it's not always easy to get out there. It's it's very hard to start. Um, there's some very very good places which um, can help you start if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's it's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, in moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, in overcoming barriers, agoraphobia, um, depression, anxieties, um, and and I'll recommend that, and I'll happily talk about it to the cows come home. Yeah, I know it's great. I mean, what you're doing for other people now and supporting other other people because you are really now, you know, for you know all of the jobs that you've done, you are actually now in alignment with what you are supposed to be oh, doing with your, fu- your true if calling known this 20 odd years ago, yes yeah. but now you're here and that's the thing and the beauty is there's always a starting point and to the starting point it's always in the very present moment so that's awesome so come on to finish then top tips for the listeners what what can they do to make themselves what are your top tips for happiness to help them well of, of course go to uh, my website rob beers coaching of and course. fitness um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, top tips for happiness um, don't be afraid to change yourself yeah um, always look look what is limiting you and never ever put a limit on what you can do I think we're amazing as human beings mm. I think we have the capacity to adapt who would have thought that you could run in the pitch black with, without a head touch um, off road and mud everything but it's possible because as human beings we, we, we totally adapt yeah, absolutely. Now I'm testi- t- testament to that. I mean, I never thought I would be running forwards with my hands down by my sides, going head headlong down a hill with a pair of trainers on in a muddy field. But actually, the other thing that's really interesting, just as a side note on that, was you know running through muddy ploughed fields, which if you try and walk through, it's like it's really clotty, your feet start to stick. But actually, once you've been trained by Rob to run as a little gazelle, <laughs> who knew that I could be gazelle-like? Um, you know, you, you're not spending that much time actually on your feet, are you? Because you're, is it, you're limiting the time that your feet touch the ground by sort of almost sort of skipping through it. Exactly. And um, as the other the thing, you've got one life. You may, you may as well live it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm all for living my life in the full. I just have to stop myself from over overdoing it because <laughs> I'll be out there doing well, everything uh, all of the time. I, I I hear all all the excuses. Well, I haven't I haven't got time to run. I haven't got time to run. I'm so busy. If you haven't got ten ten minutes to do hill reps on, and you know. What, what have you got time for it? Are you really doing everything every every second of the day? I don't think you are. I've had some sort of challenging times just recently myself, and I've through illness and you know just and getting sort of 
unfit and different things well anyway we don't going to go into all of that but it's made me take a step back and realize what I've had to do and it's about adjusting it's about looking at what you're doing too much of where you need to pull back because you know you've you've got a certain amount of time but if you're giving all your time over to work as I I have been over sort of a good part of the last sort of six to twelve months um you know you've got to rein it in because actually your life is about enjoying your life which not to say that I wasn't enjoying my life but I was doing too much of everything and trying to fit everything too much in at the same time so I've, I've sort of pulled bits back so I can start to free more time up so I'm not knackered and I'm not trying to sort of pull it all in into yeah a ridiculous amount of time so it's adjusting like you've said it's adjusting what's important to you um, and sometimes it just takes you know, you have to be firm with yourself and take that step back and really have a chat with yourself and go right okay you know, I can change this because we aren't our behaviour. We can change at any time. It's about taking that res- responsibility for your own actions and, and doing what you need to do and actually getting out into the fresh air, doing the running, embracing the countryside, getting to know the history, all the things that, you know, you can train people and teach people about with all that you do is, is so good for the soul. Well, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> so how do people get hold of you? I know you've already sort of touched on it jokingly, but seriously, how do they find you, Rob? Uh, well, I don't think there's many people called Rob Beers in the UK. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you type in Rob Beers Coaching and Fitness or, or Rob Beers, you should be able to find me in any good search engine. Marvellous, marvellous. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, absolute and utter pleasure. It's been brilliant. I've yeah, We always have a good old natter whenever, <laughs> whenever we meet, which is usually about three times a week, to be perfectly frank. However, so thank you so much, Rob. Thank and you, Sarah. Um, this has been myself sarah j naylor at harnessing happiness which of course you know because you've tuned in um with um the fab rob beers so as you know you can get hold of him by just tapping into a google engine search engine or wherever it is rob beers coaching and fitness and um until next time thank you again for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please do rate review follow subscribe whatever it is that you normally do take care thank you so much goodbye Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.